Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Cole, your Dungeon Master here, just wanting to pop in before the next episode to talk with you for a little bit. First, I'd like to apologize for our last episode being so late. Um, we really just had some editing issues and some tech issues, and I was the one you know, responsible for editing that episode, so the blame really comes down on me, and I just wanted to apologize. It's, you know, when we started, we wanted to be releasing an episode weekly. You know, anyone that's listening to us for a while, you know that we release an episode of the main show, the, you know, the actual play recording every two weeks. And in between then, we try and do some extra content, which up until now has just been in the form of dialogue, you know, these conversations that we have before, after, or, you know, while we're playing. But that consistency is something we all agreed that we really wanted to keep, you know, in this show. It's really important to us. And, you know, having shows be late is not something we take lightly. So I can't promise it won't ever happen again. But I will say that we're doing everything possible to make sure that it doesn't happen that often. Now, this next episode you're going to listen to is a little bit different than what we've done up until now. We all sort of had a, you know, a stressful couple of weeks and we decided we wanted to just get together and sort of relax and, you know, not worry about the the show or the recording and stuff like that. So we decided to get together and play a board game. You know, but then we thought, well, we'll just we'll just record it and, you know, if it's good, we'll release it as content to see if people like it. So that's what this episode is. It's part 1 of this series for the first board game that we're playing. I believe there's going to be three or four parts, maybe. And if you guys like it, it's something that we'll continue to do. And, you know, if you don't, we'll still probably get together and, you know, play these games because they're a lot of fun. But we just won't release them as content if you don't want them. Something else that I hope you notice in this episode is the quality of the audio has has definitely gotten a lot better. I would say a couple of the biggest criticisms that I, that I would agree with, honestly, is that our audio quality has been sort of just, eh, and the, the two biggest issues that we've really run into is the echo and reverb in our recording, you know, from the room that we're playing in, and just that our volume isn't loud enough. Now, the volume issue, again, that's totally on me. I'm just not having the volume up high enough when I upload it, and that's a, you know, that's a rookie mistake. I don't really know what else to call it, so I've, you know, done a little bit of research and made sure that I'm, that the volume's loud enough from here on out. The echo and reverb was a little bit trickier because uh, we couldn't really make a lot of modifications to the room that we're in, but we did take a few steps to sort of do some acoustic treatment, and it honestly made a bigger difference than what I had expected. So we'll see how it goes and, you know, see what it sounds like, and we'll continue to make improvements as we can. But like I said, just know that we're doing everything possible to make sure our audio is, is top-notch. We're proud of the content that is in this, and we want to make sure that the quality of the tech side is just as high as the quality on the creative side, if that makes sense. Now, another criticism that we've gotten, which again is is well-deserved, is that we've really failed to promote ourselves well. So I do want to take a little bit of time to talk about our social media. You know, we have a Facebook page that we're really active on. I'd say we at least get a post out once a day, if not more. And we have a Discord channel, actually, that Gage set up that is awesome. Um, I've never used Discord before, but it's cool because it's it's like instant connection with listeners and fans. And that's where we've gotten some of our best feedback. And we asked some questions on there about what people would like to see and stuff. So if you're if you're on either Facebook or Discord, definitely come join us. I'll put links in the description below. It's definitely the best way to talk to us and to learn about future projects. You know, like the Halloween episode that we did, which was really well received, by the way. Uh, thank you guys for listening to that and sharing that. It's one of our most popular episodes and everyone seemed to really like it. And we just had a blast doing it. Uh, Dale headed that up and it was just from from beginning to end was just a ton of fun. We definitely have more projects coming up like that. I know we're doing something special around Christmas time. So definitely, you know, check out our social medias to to really keep up to date and sort of learn what's going on and even have a, you know, even have a say into what direction we head. 
And then the, the other thing we're going to start doing here is we have a we have a Twitch channel that we're going to start streaming on. And, you know, Nights of Degradation was really started as a way for me to sort of get back some of the things that I have given up as I've become an adult and as I've had to sort of focus more on the survival aspect of, you know, being a person instead of the enjoyment aspect. And, you know, Dungeon Dragons is is the biggest part of that, and the podcast is always going to be our main focus, but another part of that are games, you know, like the board game you're going to listen to here in a few minutes, and video games as well, two things that I don't do anywhere near as much as I wish I could because of being an adult. You know, something all four of us decided is that we want to start doing stuff like that as well. So, if you check out our Twitch channel, I don't know exactly when, it'll be sometime, hopefully this year, we're going to do some collaborations with some other streamers on Twitch. And, you know, hopefully get some consistency there as well, just playing some video games or doing reviews and just pretty much whatever comes to us or whatever you want to see. Like I said, just another way to take back some of those things we've given up. Okay, well, I think I've, you know, droned on enough here. But before I go, just lastly, I want to say thank you. Your guys' continued support and encouragement has just been awesome. And this, this show has blown up far beyond anything we could have expected. You know, at first we just expected, you know, friends and family for the first few months. But really, we just got a ton of people that are listening to the show and talking to us. And, you know, it's just, it's extremely humbling, but we we love it. And this, you know, this is what we want to be doing. And we're going to be doing it for a while, um, thanks to you guys. So just thank you so much. Please continue to listen to us and support us. Definitely check out our social media, like I mentioned earlier. And if, if you have the time, if you can swing by iTunes and leave us a review, that is hands down the best way to help other people see our show the more reviews are get the more that the uh you know the internet algorithms are going to put our show in front of people that might like it so again from the bottom of our hearts thank you and i do hope you enjoy this next episode of the knights of degradation this episode of knights of degradation may not be suitable for children or impressionable adults Listener discretion is advised. following uh it's called the one true game um so i don't know what that's about but i guess we'll find out uh and then we also got bold statement yeah and we've also got choose your own adventure house of danger which is based on the book by r.a montgomery um so i'll give a little bit of description here for each one to choose your own adventure can you survive the house of danger gather your friends for a perilous and laughter-filled adventure through the House of Danger. Make risky choices, collect bizarre clues, and face mortal challenges. Play again and again and uncover more secrets and more exciting endings. So there's five different chapters that we can play through. Uh, we make choices to reveal the mystery, kind of like, you know, the choose-your-own-adventure, as this is clearly labeled. Um, face challenges to collect clues and items, escape danger to increase your abilities, and discover your own game ending. Uh, my wife, I don't know where she found the answer to this, but she said each chapter roughly takes about 
an hour of gameplay. Okay. Um, so there's that. What's and that then cult following. Create ridiculous cults using ideas from the deck. Pitch your cult to the recruits. In cult following, players choose ideas from a hand of from a hand of cards and bind them together into ridiculous cults. Will your vision of timid forest creatures, shape-shifting, and unspeakable horrors command devotion? Or will another cult steal your rightful followers? It roughly takes about 10 minutes per round, and it's good for three-plus good-humored players. I like your uh, t- toboggan, I guess, is that? Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like Thank that. Thank you. The Canadians would call it a toque. Yeah. I thought it's it was just a beanie. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we do not mean that. If you're in cut that part. You cut it. No, no, no. Cut that. Cut that. No, no. Did you see what Trudeau said yesterday? No, I didn't go to hell. What do you say? I don't, I'm just trying to oh, sound okay. <laughs> I barely knew who he We're was. We're a political podcast. Yo, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, uh, can we talk about the picture on the cult one too? Because I love that picture. Yeah, it's uh, sheep to the slaughter. Yeah. Oh, is that actually? That's actually a real good description. Okay. I was just going to say it was a person in a dress with a hood on that was throwing sheep off the cliff. But <laughs> It's usually lambs, but, you know, they're puffy, so they're sheep. Lambs to the slaughter. But and I, w- I will say the reason, I think the reason we're not playing one of the other board games is because there was a fucking tie <laughs> on oh, yeah. all of them. And I think when there's a tie, everyone loses. That's <laughs> always been my feeling. It's real deep. Man. I'm not going to make a comment. Never mind. That's profound. Well, you going to say something about my wife dying? <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was going to say something about our political climate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please this, don't. Once again, this is a political podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my vote's for House of Danger, I think. Okay. Cult seems like a lot of fun, but it also seems like a lot of improv, which I just don't know if I could do really well right now. Okay. Uh, the beard was where most of my improv skills were. So. I see. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go against my better judgment. You guys know me. I love cults, but I've been one. <laughs> <laughs> I um I used to read a lot of choose your own adventure books as a kid, so that's what I'm going with. And I will say that's a, an officially choose your own adventure like product, mm-hmm. which is cool. I didn't know that was. A brand like I didn't know. Choose your own adventure was a brand. I just thought it was a genre, but it's it's the company that did all those books. Yeah. No, ironically enough, I don't think I ever read that one. I read a whole bunch of them, but I've never even heard of that one. So this will be a brand new experience for me. I'm totally cool with playing this one right here, but I'm also totally cool with that. Some point in time in the future, we need to make a video with you in line, and someone cuts you. <laughs> we need to just have a like a day of no forgiveness like video where just like multiple things happen and it's like no a day of no forgiveness i like that i mean i don't like it but it sounds but the funny. visual in my head is just phenomenal <laughs> so which one did you say that one to john do do remember we are a podcast a political one at that so All right, listen here now we're gonna do the choose your own adventure okay okay there we go and if we have to write well, anything down, we're going to use Sharpies. There is no writing as far as I can tell. Okay. Well, Dale, was I want your opinion, joke. too. Did you want to play Cult Following? I brought both games because I didn't care either way. Okay, well, all right. Just I for the been... audience to know, he is crying. <laughs> Dale was the was the wild card. I'm just glad it wasn't a tie, because if it was a tie, you guys just go home. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, I would have been the one to make it a tie. If, you know, <laughs> if somebody voted one way and the other two voted the other way, I'd have been the one to be like, well... Screw you guys. <laughs> All right. There's a, there's a fifth person in here. What? You said 
There's that dog in the closet that barked last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that dog. I don't remember being in the closet. It was a joke because it sounded like it came from over there. Oh. I don't remember where it came from. Okay, so to start, you start the game by placing the nightmare image side facing up. For two minutes, we all study this image for clues about places to visit and objects to investigate in the game as moving toward them will help unravel the mystery of your nightmares. So we've got two minutes to kind of look this over, try to figure out where we're going. Um, Are we on the same team in this or? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So I can, can point out like that. There's a weird looking frog on the thing. There's an old lady at the top there. Well, looks to be either net or spider webs. Thank yeah, that could definitely be like a, a butler in an a- apron, though. Mm, true. Mm, does look like a maid. Uh, there's a sword. I'm not sure if anybody else saw that. A sword in the lake. Are you serious? From here, I legit <laughs> thought that was some kind of weird ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> Lockers with ooze. What's behind the sword? It's Man. like a weird house. A house weird house. Mansion? Yeah, a weird, like, modern mansion. That's a block of ice there. It is. Or maybe a gelatinous cube. Possible. That's a clock or a vault in the... Vault. Not vault. A uh, vault in the background with three lights on it, two red and one green. Mm. It but could it, also be a timer. It could. Yeah, it could be a timer, too. But it does have little indicators on it that look like they wrap mm-hmm. in a circular motion. Various garbage. Various garbage. <laughs> Which I guess it could be a lock because you have all the lockers running the outside with the green ooze. That's true. Uh, various garbage it was my nickname. And I think that's school. an ice block <laughs> on the right side. What are these? Vats of water? Or bottles of water? Something of water. I don't water. see any water. The like vials or whatever over here to the side in the background? Oh, okay. Again, I thought those were like smokestacks with smoke coming out of them. Those could be too. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, definitely could okay. be. Okay, all right. I think we've looked at this enough. Yes, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we got to place this back on the board side here. Psychic scale. And we've got to place the psychic mover on the three spot of the psychic scale. You guys are gonna have to help me because I can't see very much of that. Okay. Do you want to move it closer to you? I mean, no, because then Dale can't see it or reach it. He's kind of in charge right now. And then we need to place. You want to swap the spots? The danger, danger mover. Thank on you, the though. Lowest three spot on the danger meter. You have to bear with me. I have got big fingers, and this, these are tiny pieces. The danger meter. Yeah, I guarantee you, if that was my set, I would have been like, "Yep, we're cutting all these packages open, and they're just gonna sit in there." <laughs> I would not. (laughs) Okay, so I've got pretty much everything set up now. Um, Here in this pile, we have the story cards. And over here, as you can see in the top of that card, is the clue cards. Um, Separate decks, put the book cover on top of the story cards. We're set there. Now, we get to pick player to read the first story card. Who wants to be... The guinea pig. I think Gage should do it. Me? Yeah, your hand is closest. Sure, I'll do it. Okay, so. I'm waiting for it to be like in Latin. 
He's going to pull it up and it's just going to say not really big on <laughs> <laughs> Most story cards include story choices that send you to another story card to see the result of your choice. After you finish a story card, discard it. Always keep the book cover on top of the unread story cards. Sometimes you'll be directed to draw a clue from the deck, which may continue the story, give you an item that can be used later, or hint at a future future danger. So that's just a little bit of background about what we have here and here. Um, so you get to go ahead and read the first story card. The Grounds, Chapter 1. It's a Tuesday morning in late June, and you wake up in a cold sweat. The nightmares came again last night. Even though you're an aspiring detective and psychic investigator, you haven't been able to make sense of the haunting dreams you've had these last few weeks. In your dreams, you keep seeing the same spooky house. You're still shivering under the covers when you hear the phone ring downstairs in your basement. When you have your combination office and where you have your combination office and research laboratory, you dash down the lab to see it. I need, I need, a weak voice says when you pick up the receiver. I need your help. You hear a loud click and the phone goes dead. But you were prepared. While the caller was talking, you activated your high-speed telephone tracking device. It instantly displays the caller's number: five five five. 7259. You call back the number right away, but there's no answer. After consulting the tall stack of reverse phone books behind your desk, you are disappointed to learn that the number is unlisted. You sense that the phone call is somehow related to your nightmares. Later, while at the Hedgebrook police station to return a night scope you, bo you borrowed for a recent stakeout, you describe the mysterious phone call and... Do you, do you want me to keep... Uh, yeah, continue until okay. we get a choice, I suppose. Okay. Um, your recurring dreams to your friend, Sergeant Morrison. That call does sound strange, he says. We'll look into it. And about that house in your dreams, a voice says from the hallway. I wonder if you're dreaming about the Mars Marsden house out on Hedgebrook Road. Detective Murphy sticks his mustached face into the room. Modern house, ornate gate. That sounds like the Marsden place all right, says Sergeant Morrison. Strange things are reported to happen out there. Detective Murphy takes a puff on his pipe. That place is haunted, he says. I know it sounds unprofessional, but I've had a file on the Marsden house for years, and I'm sure of it. He waves a folder in front of your eyes, and a phone number written on the, on the front jumps out at you. It matches the one from your mysterious phone call. So the call is related to your nightmares. Your psychic sense was right. Uh, draw clue 26 to discover your goal. Mm, okay, so we have to draw clue 26. Okay. Uh, chapter 1 goal, get inside the Marsden house. Um, okay, and there, so. there's more. Um, back at home, you grab a bottle of water and your trusty pocket knife, preparing for a new investigation. Half an hour later, you stand before the Marsden residence, which appears exactly as it did in your nightmares. The house's futuristic look is a strange contrast to the antiquated appearance of the stone wall and the wrought iron gate, which is locked shut and wrapped in steel chains. Even though the air is balmy, a chill travels down your spine. The gathering clouds on the horizon hint at a brewing summer thunderstorm. And then there's choices. Do you want me to read those? Yes, please. If you search the wall for a way in, go to story card 13. If you climb the gate, go to story card 7. Mm -hmm. So, we have the decision to make. 
So we climb the gate or we search the wall? I'd say we climb. That's just me. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. I want to search the wall. I think I too would rather search the wall. Mm, so it's up to me to either be the tie or keep us going. If we tie, we just roll for it. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I kind of want to be risky and and uh, go go over the gate as well. So let's roll. Okay. Um, we roll that or we roll in a d20? I'd say we roll that and yeah. evens is one of us. Odds is the How about evens will be the gate, odds will be the wall. Okay. It's a five. Okay, so we... Got the wall. Okay. Suck it. <laughs> so, yeah, these are all going to be in the discard pile. Ooh, hold so, on. So, you're going to need. Oh, yeah. That is story card 13. It's, uh, you want me to read or somebody else to read? I don't care. I, oh, yeah. Since you we can go ahead and then we can just go. Uh, okay. Is it 13? For warning, I read it like a kindergarten level, okay. like well, out if loud. If you don't want to, you don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, no pressure. You know, this is only a podcast. I'm just kidding. Yeah, reading out loud's <laughs> rough. <laughs> don't you don't have to read, just look at the words and then say what they are. Just mumble it. No, I mean, <laughs> say clearly. Oh, but. okay. So uh it, it says that to give the next story card to the person on your left, so we are gonna go in a circle anyway. So huh. voila. Now throw that rule book away. We don't need it. <laughs> um all right. From here on out, it's going to be easy going. We've got we've got the basics down, so we're oh, good. Oh, okay. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it comes to... Unless we don't know what to do. I'll keep it out and handy just in case. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't you know, I'm rip all it talk. apart keep, and burn it. Yeah, I'm all talk. <laughs> keep the rule book very handy. All right. So, moving along the mossy stone wall that surrounds the property, you come to a jagged opening created by fallen rocks. It's just big enough for you to squeeze through. Once on the other side of the wall, you find yourself standing in a cobblestone plaza surrounded by marble and bronze figures. Most of the sculptures depict men gazing off into the distance as if pondering the deeper meaning of it all. But at the edge of the courtyard is a monumental statue of a man atop a muscular steed. To your right, a stony pathway leads away from the statuary and into a picturesque garden where topiary, I don't know if I pronounced that word right, Topiary bushes have been trimmed into whimsical shapes. Topiary, I think, is the proper pronunciation. So, we have choices again. If we inspect the statue of the man on the horse, we go to story card four. If we walk around to the topiary bush, walk towards the topiary topiary bushes, I'm going to mess that up a whole bunch, and I'm sorry. We go on to story card 15. So, statue or bushes? kind of thinking statue. Yeah, that statue really caught my attention. Okay. I really think one of y'all should read this. I'm studying. I'm really locking it's up. It's up to you, man. Like, I'd rather one of y'all read okay, this. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I mean, you don't have to read one it. One of y'all. Honestly, that's, that's rough. Just start from the beginning. Okay, so we're picking. We're, we're examining the statue right now. Mm-hmm. The horseman is a dashing, bearded Civil War soldier, his bronze face stoic. He holds out a cavalry saber toward the brooding sky. The sword's edge glints in the weak sunlight that penetrates the thickening clouds above. The sword looks almost new. 
At the base of the statue is a plaque that proclaims this as a memorial to Henry Marston. The plaque reads, Henry Marston, born 1839, died 1887, general in the Union Army during the Civil War, severely wounded at the Battle of Shiloh in 1862, appointed warden of Hedgebrook Prison in 1888. To your left is the entrance to the hedge maze. To your right is a graying picket fence with a rickety wooden gate. You can see two Stone Angel statues, and beyond them, a cemetery. Optional challenge. Search the monument's base. If we win, we draw clue 18. If we lose, we raise danger meter by one. Optional challenge. Climb the statue to examine the saber. Win. Draw clue 2. Lose, raise danger meter by two, but you may try again. After challenges, make story choice choice below. Okay, so I will read the uh, book here on what it says on challenges, so that way we understand them a little bit better. Okay. Some cards present challenges. You must undertake required challenges, but you choose whether to take on optional challenges. To perform a challenge, roll the die. To win the challenge, you must roll a number equal to or greater than the number marked on the danger mover. Uh, that would, yeah. So it has to be greater than three. Uh, <clears throat> if you roll, if the roll is less, you lose. For example, if the danger mover is on three, you roll a three, four, five, or six, you win. If you roll a one or a two, you lose. Some items can help you win challenges by boosting your die roll. Uh, so, for instance, the pocket knife helps with fighting. So, gives you plus one. Hmm. Um, Is it a one-time use? Uh, looks like it's a all-the-time use, whereas this one, you discard at any time to reduce this by three. So, if you don't think you're going to win, you just... Or if you know you're not going to win, you just discard that. and it's, That's a one-time use. And, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, challenges. Okay. I definitely feel like we need to examine the saber, considering it was, I know we were told to study that image, and it was like front and center. Can we do both? That. Yes. It, yes. Well, it does look like, yeah, we can do both. The first one, the search the base, we can only try once. And I assume it's because if we search it and don't find anything, we're not going to keep looking. But then the saber, we can try multiple times. Well, let's try the first one first. Well, I feel like the saber is the more important one, though. And if we fail the first one, that's going to make the saber harder. That is that's true. true. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm definitely down for trying both, but I think we should do the saber first. Unless, okay. do we have to go in order? You think, or I think you'd probably probably have to go in order, but I don't know okay. for sure. Okay. Well, being that they're both optional, I think it doesn't matter. Now, if one of them was required, I'd say we probably have to do the required one first, and then the optional. Yeah. Well, well, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to have to do them in order? Just make it a little more challenging. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Might as well add to the so challenge. Do, do we want to search the base? I I yeah. think so. Yeah. I yeah. think we should search everything we get. And if chance. we win, we draw clue eighteen. And if we lose, we raise the danger meter by one. Which I guess raising by one, it's still three, so it won't make the saber harder. Sure. So. Right. And what is that? Uh, is that an optical challenge or? Yeah, an optical challenge. Okay. I mean, it has an eyeball next to it, so. Perception is what it's based off of. Then okay. So, who wants to roll the die to see if we win this challenge? I will. Okay. Go for it. We're going to search the monument's base. 
Heck yeah. Six. Yeah, that's right. So this goes up by one now, right? No, no, no we, we fail. Won. That only goes up if we fail. Oh, okay. So what's the We clue draw number? clue 18. I will get the clue because okay. it's mine. There I you go. I made the roll. Yes, you did. Well, I'm the you one made a great the card, so. Then I'll I, give I should, you it, I should but I'll, clue. I'll draw it, but you get the clue. 18? Yes. What do we got? It says bonus story choice. When you inadvertently press a hidden switch, the statue slides to one side, revealing a cement passage. Place the new story choice below at the bottom of the story card four. This option may be considered when you are ready to make your story choice. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Nice. So now we have three options. Okay. I think – so now, now we decide if we want to examine the saber or not. Yeah. I really I, think Yeah, absolutely. So who, who's rolling the dice for that one? You want to roll that one? Sure, I can roll that. Do we add anything or subtract anything to that? Nope. It says win, draw clue two, lose, raise danger meter by two, but we may try again. Okay. All right. Ooh. Well, we lost. That's a one. So raise the danger meter by two. Someone else want to take a roll? Engage roll a six last time. I did. Let's see what you got. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. He's Man. got a one as well. Well. We can still try, right? Just use the water. It just says. It, down by three. it says you may try again. It doesn't say like try multiple times. It just says again. So does that mean just one more time? I think just one more. Yeah, time. say I'm nervous now. Now we failed twice in a row. Just so. use I mean, the water. It takes you down by three. Yeah, but we should save the water. Below each challenge are instructions. If you win a challenge, follow the win instructions. If you lose a challenge, follow the lose instructions. Well, That's all it says. For every single time you try it, you're just rereading the same message as far as what you're able to do. Technically, every single time you're reading that, it says you can try again. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Like, I, I think we we probably could try again. I just don't know if I want to. Because if we fail again, we're up at five, which means we have to roll five or six from now on. <laughs> True. I think we uncovered the secret passage. I think we should head that way. That's what I – That's that's my vote. Forget the saber. We tried to climb it twice and fell both times. I take it. I would rather just. Okay. What's the verdict on the water? We can I, use it early and take it back down to three or. I would rather save it. Okay. At least because even if we don't use it right now, we can still use it before the next roll if it seems like really important. It's true. Okay. So, so what, what, what are the choices? What are we got? choices? So if we enter the hedge, we can enter the hedge maids. No. We can visit the cemetery, or if you want to see where the hidden passage leads, we can go to story card 28. Yeah, let's not waste that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Story, story card 28. Do that one? Here I go. It's like, congratulations, you win. Yeah. Does those go further? Or- yeah, yeah, I was just going to hand them to, to Dale there. You creep through the darkness and find the cement walls end as natural stone and earth begin. Occasional vents to the surface let in just barely enough light to see by. Ahead you glimpse the warm firelight of torches. You come to a fork in the tunnel, lit by the dancing flames. One tunnel descends deeper and is half filled with water. You could swim through it, but you can see where the tunnel leads or how far it but you can't see where the tunnel leads or how far it goes. Another tunnel looks partially caved in. Tiny clumps of earth periodically fall from the ceiling as you approach this tunnel and several of the supports that hold the walls have gaping cracks in them. 
If you dive into the water-filled tunnel, go to story card 22. If you explore the partially collapsed tunnel, go to story card 16. Part of me's thinking we should go underwater. Yeah, I think think we should. Let's do a callback to our first or second episode or whatever, and let's do the dive. Yeah, Yeah. I like the dive, the diving through the water. I just like the change of pace. Y'all went from being like, let's be more safe about this and read the wall to like (laughs) now aggression. I like it. Well, it also says it goes like down deeper also. Yep. So, Dale, that is story card 22. All right. 22. Mustering all the courage you can, you dive into the watery tunnel. There is just enough room in the tunnel above the water for you to lift your head between strokes and take a breath. Eventually, the tunnel drops lower and lower until it's completely submerged underwater. You hold your breath, dive down, and look around. After about 30 feet, the tunnel opens up into a bigger body of water, a pond or a pool, with sunlight beaming into it. You pop up for air. Well, I've come this far, you think. You're ready to chance it. You take a deep breath and dive back down. You get 10 feet in, 15 feet in, 25 feet in. Just as you're about to exit the water underwater tunnel, something tugs on your leg. Ooh, you can't tell if it's an animal or if you're caught in an underwater vine. Required challenge, fight to escape. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so we do have the lucky pocket knife here. Uh, when we draw, clo- uh, draw clue 20, we lose. We raise danger meter by four and try again. Oh, damn. Okay. About to take an L. <laughs> Dale, why don't you roll this one? Okay. <laughs> we got to get a four, five, or six, correct? And that yes. adds a one to it. Our pocket knife does. Oh, okay. There we go. All right, got a five. Clue twenty plus whatever right. the knife one does. Is a six. See, so, yeah. didn't even need the pocket knife. Always need the pocket knife. It's the number one go-to. Never know when you're going to run into an underwater vine. true the thing whatever it is wraps more tightly around your leg it's pulling you down another tendril or tentacle slides around your neck you pry it off and with the last of your strength you give a powerful kick and you're free just like that the thing is gone you emerge into a swimming pool with a lush pool house next to it lower the danger meter by two and go to story card 23 oh damn we did it Story card what now? Uh, 23. Yeah, 23. See? It's a good thing we didn't use the water. True. Not like we could have in that situation anyway, because we were underwater. (laughs) Couldn't we have just (laughs) (laughs) inhaled some water? Oh, that's drowning. Never mind. (laughs) But it's fresh water. It's not the same. It's, It's much better. Also, you said underwater vine, and my first thought was like him putting his head under water, and then it was like, look at all those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's obvious that nobody has cleaned the pool in ages. The water is a murky green, and the surface is littered with leaves and branches. Ripples pulse outward from the center of the pool. Out of nowhere, you hear a commotion. You look around and wonder if it's coming from inside the pool house nearby. Then you see movement on top of the gazebo in the distance. Someone or something 
is engaged in the struggle up there. Maybe they need your help. Then again, if you offer assistance, you might end up needing help yourself. Optional challenge. Investigate the ripples in the pool. Win, lower danger meter by two and draw clue eight. Lose, raise danger meter by two and you may try again. I say it's worth a shot. Yeah, sure. Let's give it a shot. Somebody might need help. Maybe they got goodies, loot. (laughs) All right, let's do it. We're going to do the optional challenge. We're going to investigate the ripples in the pool. Who's rolling? You got this. Oh. So what I got to get a three? Mm -hmm. Three or higher? Dicks. Uh, What's the challenge type? Uh, An optical. Oh, damn. So it goes up by two. I rolled a two, so yeah, it goes up by two. And we can try again. So that's a danger meter four. Mm -hmm. All right. So you got the last one. Hey, (laughs) do we want to try again? What do you guys think? Uh, I think if we try again and we win, it goes back down by two. So that's true. But we also got to beat. We got to meet or beat a four. Yeah, that's fifty percent odds. All right. I mean, sure. Let's, let's 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 give it a shot. I guess. Oh, there, there we go. Ooh. Roll to five. We need clue card. What? Eight. Eight. Okay. Coming your way. Hot off the press. Oh man, that's tiny print. Yeah, super tiny. You walk down the steps into the water and see what's making the waves. A strange, whirring metal sphere, slightly bigger than a softball. You impulsively grab it. The sphere vibrates in your hand. There are two buttons on it. You press one. Nothing happens. You press the other button. The sphere continues to vibrate. Instinctively, you press both buttons at the same time. The sphere stops moving and begins to glow. Draw clue 21. Double clue. I'll put that away. Thank you. 21? Yes, I believe so. (laughs) Speaking of vines. 21. (laughs) (laughs) Whirring metal sphere. Your psychic senses tell you that this is an important item. Keep this item. Move forward three spaces on the psychic scale. Finish story card 23. Oh, making progress. That's cool. So you got a new item, right? Yep. Okay, now we have a choice. We can go to the pool house, or we can go straight to the action at the gazebo. We heard arguing at the uh, the pool house, correct? I would double check because I thought so, but it says action at the gazebo. Yeah, there's people fighting on top of the gazebo. Should be on the other side of your card. Oh, yeah. Or something. Oh, there's movement at the gazebo and there's noise. Mm. Commotion at the pool house. So we're feeling pool house? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, let's do pool house. Done with that. Okay, let's go. Uh, if we go to the pool house, go go to story card 11. Lucky number 11. Oh. You probably would have made it if I hadn't interfered. I would have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
my sarcasm was in my beard. No, I, I got your sarcasm. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It was a. You just think everything's in your beard. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that the pool house was once quite luxurious. It contains half a dozen private ro- private rooms with showers, as well as an ornate ma- mahogany bar in the common area. <laughs> That's wow. <laughs> I mean, you said mahogany. Yes. <laughs> you said pool house, and I imagine like a small little shed, almost not like a actual house. <laughs> Are we still underground? No, we're above ground. Okay. Right? Yeah, we we came up out of the pool. Okay. Um, it must have been fun to hang out in this place in its in its glory days. Those thoughts fade as the sounds of a disturbance erupt from the top of the gazebo in the distance, and now you can hear a lone violin playing a soothing melody. Hmm. There's the there's the gazebo. In case you didn't know what a gazebo looks like, if you investigate the gazebo, go to story card nine. If you follow the sound of the violin, go to story card 17. I feel like we have to continue towards this path, towards the violin. One, mostly because of the mahogany, because that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, wow. I I think I only remember that because I just edited that portion <laughs> of the episode. And that was my joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that episode's coming out. That's the one that was supposed to release today, so it'll be out the week before this. Creepy. Yeah. All right, so we're going to. Uh, you guys 17. are cool with it, I think. That plus, it's a vi- it's music. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would head towards the music. definitely no ghosts that play music. What one is it? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, ghosts don't play music. They don't have hands. <laughs> Demons do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, card seventeen. You move further and further toward the hypnotic sound of the distant violin, which is oddly calming and uplifting, even as the winds increase around you. You notice there is a driveway up in the distance, but before you get there, you arrive at a horse stable with an open gate. Inside, sitting on a stool, is the source of the violin music, a chimpanzee playing its heart out, a soulful expression on his face. The chimp is fully committed to the music. You have never heard such an emotional performance. It's... it's beautiful. There's the... there's the chimp. Is it Harambe? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> if we leave the driveway, or if we leave the stable and run to the driveway, go to story card 30. If we tiptoe through the through the gate to experience the full power of the performance, go to story card 24. We have to. We gotta. Yeah, have you have to go absolutely. towards. I think Harambe was technically a gorilla, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But still, you know. Semantics. This will be Harambe. <laughs> so, uh, 24. Oh, God. 24. Yeah, that one was a little rough. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 24. Harambe. <laughs> I feel like. Oh, I get it. A and B. <laughs> wow, that took me forever. <laughs> I thought you were just going for like a jab there or something. <laughs> oh, I get it. No, I really didn't catch on. Okay. Yeah, this is really creepy. You tiptoe through the open gate, eager to hear the finale of the chimp's violin piece, quietly, quietly. With your third step, you trigger a motion sensor light that completely illuminates the interior of the building. Apparently, this is no stable. It's a kennel. Twenty Doberman pincers were peacefully enjoying the concert. 
but now they glare at you with anger in their eyes. The chimp frowns and slowly points his violin bow towards you. The Dobermans respond and rush to attack you and then eat you alive. The last thing you see is the chimpanzee's violinist laughing at your fate. So embarrassing. What? The end. What? What the fuck? Move back one space on the psychic scale and return to story card 17. Hmm. So he still gets to play. Cool. I thought that was like, well, that was fun, guys. (laughs) All right. So now we have real quick. There's that's fucking funny. (laughs) I always said I would never get a tattoo, but I think that will look pretty good on my neck. (laughs) (laughs) On your neck. Just the monkey, though. (laughs) <laughs> you can't have the Dobermans. Just it's a, a chimpanzee. <laughs> oh, all right. So now we have to go to story uh, card thirty. So oh. good. on to so story th- card. This might be a, a game we have to do multiple episodes of. Yeah, because in order to win and end the game, you have to finish chapter five. Oh, so well, we'll just we'll just see what happens. Yeah, <clears throat> we continuing. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, absolutely. You gotta read seventeen. We got to go back to 17 again, I mean. Yeah, the only choice we have is to go to 30 now. Oh, oh Yeah, so now instead of going towards the chimpanzee, we're going back <clears throat> to the gazebo. Sorry, I misunderstood what was happening. <laughs> That's okay. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, chapter one, goal achieved. We have now achieved our goal. Um, you appear in a driveway, which leads you to the mansion's entrance. On the door is a plaque that reads Marsden and a large crystal door knocker which seems newer than everything else in the front of the building. You knock loudly. Many times, but there's no answer. The storm is really picking up now. You try the doorknob and are surprised to find that the door is unlocked. You've been lucky enough so far, but you wonder if you've missed something. Before you enter the house, you look back. You can see a few clear paths. One leads toward a statuary, the other to a small cemetery. Two more paths stretch out toward a watery ditch with a gate and, a ha- and and the house's luxurious pool. You could go back to explore if you want. Uh, okay, so story return. There are items in this chapter that will be useful later in the story. You can take a risk and go back for any of the choices you missed by following the choices below. Okay. Um, oh, all right. Okay. So if you head to the statuary... Um, Raise the danger meter by two and go to story card four. If you head to the cemetery, raise danger meter by two and go to story card 21. If you head to the ditch, raise danger meter by two and go to story card 26. If you head to the pool, raise danger meter by two and go to story card 23. Otherwise, you may advance to chapter two and you keep all inventory items. I think we should probably go back because if it's telling us that we probably missed something, there might be something that might come in handy later we did get the item in the pool though yeah mm-hmm. so the sword i mean yeah the, the that wasn't an option was it the story card four is that <clears throat> uh, let me let's we gotta make sure let's see we've got one uh 13 yeah four uh yeah four is the uh the statue uh then there's so um, the only, the one that we got to and missed was uh, story card four, which was the the statue. And then we didn't even go into the cemetery. Nope, didn't go into the cemetery at all, and we didn't. I don't even think we saw the ditch. So. No. Yeah. I'd be. 
I don't know. It's not in my nature to like backtrack, but I would be fine going back and trying the sword one more time because I do feel like that's really important. Okay. So going back to two, going to four. So we're going to go back and try and get the sword. But this time we're going to fight the statue. Yeah, we're so going to we get the advantage. Okay, with that. Kick the absolute <laughs> fuck out of the statue. All right, so. Um, fuck. Okay, hold on. We want to hold on to that card. Yeah, there. make sure you keep the the one that let us go back. <clears throat> I mean, we're going to hit chapter two. All right. Yeah, I didn't think it would go that quick. I thought. Yeah, it hasn't even been like an hour. Well, we did. So. Uh, well, it was about an hour, actually. So. We we did do the optional skip. <laughs> Let's see. Um, all right. So win, draw clue two, lose, range, dan- rain, raise danger meter by two, and we can try again. So that's just rolling a dice. Who's rolling the dice? I'll give it a shot. Beat a, meet or beat a four. Oh, nope. Yeah. Up two. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Now we got to meet B to five. Do we want to use our water bottle? I don't know. It landed on the bottle, so I think it's giving us a yeah. giving us a hint. Yeah, I say let's use the bottle. I mean, we're here, so All right, backtrack so to get the sword. So we're back at four. Who's rolling? Please. <clears throat> hey. Yes. Okay. So, draw clue two. It's a good thing we used the water bottle, because that otherwise, uh, yeah, we wouldn't have gotten that, because that was a four. The saber comes loose in your hand. It's heavy and quite sharp. Your psychic senses tell you this is an important item. Keep this item, move forward two spaces on the psychic cards, uh, on the psychic scale. And it is, it has better stats than our pocket knife. Nice. Obviously. But, um. Does that mean we get plus three? If we use them both at the same time. Oh, I guess, can yeah. Can we dual wield? <laughs> Heck yeah. There's no rule that says we can't. Let's see. Can triple wield. I'm okay with that. Do you still have the card from before we went back? Yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. It's right on top. There. Okay. Um, some clues are items to keep and use later. If you draw a clue that says keep this item, place that item face up in your inventory below the game board. It doesn't say anything about having to... Get rid of items or using items only once or anything like that. So, yeah. Let's make a house rule. We'd be using two items at one time or no? I don't see why we can't do a wield. I really don't. If a fucking chimpanzee can play a violin and command 20 Dobermans, we can do a wield a saber. I will agree to that on the condition that one of our hands are not currently taken. Okay. I like that. So, if we're not like grasping on an edge or something like that. Yes. All right. So what are we doing? Do we want to continue to chapter two, or do we want to go to the cemetery? If we do, we raise the danger meter by two and go to story card 21. Or we can head to the ditch, raise the danger meter by two, and go to story card 26. I I think we go to chapter two, to okay. be quite honest. Okay.